Alright, welcome back everybody. This is part two of the eighth episode of the A1 podcast and we are continuing off from the game awards by actually creating our own game awards. So I know that some of you may feel like some of the games that came out this year got snubbed, more specifically like Doom Eternal. So we're going to try to give some love to the games that we feel didn't get enough. And just a disclaimer, I am a broke boy which means that I'll probably cover games that came before this year because I didn't play every game this year. It's I can't just buy $60 games back to back to back to back. It's just not me. I actually have to be very frugal and very smart with like the decisions that I make when it comes to just creating my game library. So I'm the type to really just wait for sales as much as I can. So I'm probably going to cover games that ranges from maybe 2010 to 2020. That's just me. <laughs> so anyways, everything. we'll go back and forth on these awards. Um, I have my own set of awards that I want to give and Jerb has his own set of awards. We'll just go back and forth. I'll give one, then he gives one and then we'll just continue on. All right. But actually, before we go to our own game awards, I actually want to cover a video that I just saw yesterday. Um, recently, this uh, the game developer uh, David Jaff he recently just started um, doing content creation. And for those of you who don't know, David Jaff is the game developer that's known for Twisted Metal and the God of War franchise, right? And he recently posted a video that kind of just states his comments about the Game Awards 2020, and it essentially kind of just criticizes the IGN Game Awards for being a bit too, uh, how do you say it? How do you say it? Essentially not necessarily giving enough credit for the game designers and the directors who are pretty much just the backbone of the gaming industry in a way, right? Because if you actually check out the list of awards for, you know, IGN's Game Awards 2020, it's mostly like sound design, like music choice, um, which are very important in the games, don't get me wrong, but I guess it doesn't celebrate the game designers and the programmers and the directors as much as you think it should have. So it was a very interesting point that he made. So that kind of just inspired me to basically just research a little bit more about the creators of each game. Because to be honest, some of the games that I love, I can't even name who the major like developer of this game is which is actually a very shameful to uh think about so i guess moving forward um i'll definitely try to be more aware of the people that actually creates all these games too so yeah just to, just to keep in mind uh like i said i just watched david david jeff's uh video yesterday and i only started adjusting my list today so i don't know i don't really have a specific award for every lead designer and director. I only just, you know, rounded up a few. So I apologize for those, you know, that kind of just wanted a more like bigger list for this one. But yeah, I just wanted to say that. So I've been speaking a little bit too much. So Jerb, you get the first one. Uh, name whatever category that you want and what game you think deserves that. Winner of Gone Too Soon. It's a game 
It's a, well, it's a game <laughs> franchise of. Did sorts. you say winner of Gone Too Soon? What do you mean? Gone Too Soon. I feel like Jack and Dexter. Oh, that's your category. <laughs> I made my own little categories because I feel like th- this is a game that I've been craving for so long that I want to play. But I don't want to play the old ones. I want to play like a new one. But I, every single time I remember Jack and Dexter, all I remember is I played the first and then the second, third, and it just breezed right through. And then they made a whole bunch, like less than a year. Like it was, it, it was, they made like a lot and then never got, never heard from me again. And I was just like, I need me a Jack and Dexter. Because that was the whole era of main character, mascot. And I, mean, I realized I missed those games. They were pretty fun games. Ratchet and Clank. They always had like the weird unlockable things, but they were fun to grind or unlock the cool weapons or like cool stuff. And then the worlds were designed very weird. It's always open. It, it was, they were fun games. It's cool. And I missed those. So, yeah, I think Naughty goes... Dog will make Jack 4. No. But, you know, if, if they decide to make a remake of the original Jack and Daxter with added cool stuff actually might as well just make Jack 4 um I, I would get it I'll play it if it's a PlayStation exclusive well looks like I'm gonna have to buy a PS5 but you know I'm gonna play it mm. I, I want me some Jack but I want like I want regular Jack and Daxter I don't want like what they did with 2 and then on where they just made it too futuristic I like my silent protagonist who doesn't say a word that's why I love Red from Pokemon I'm like yeah I whoop your butt and they even talk to you ever personally for me I didn't like Jack 2 well no Jack 2 was okay and Jack 3 was terrible yep in in my opinion just because of the driving Um, yep Jack 2 was okay because it's like it's a very old PS2 game and it's you know it's open world it's nice I guess but I really really like um, the platform heavy side of things when it came to Jack yep. Jack and Daxter one. Yeah, I love that. And the colors were very great. It was it was not trying to be Edge Lord like Jack three were like darkness and power. No, it was just like a fun. You had like the little background music. I, I could hear it in my head, but I don't know how to make the sound. Like the little like drumming thing. I, I can't remember. I love that music. That was great in every world. And then there's some world where that music hit you that even though today I still don't want to go to those areas because that music is so creepy. But it works. It's amazing. I love the sound of it. I love like the little designs of the enemies. Even the ones that die like easy. Even though they the enemies are not even hard. They're dope. And then you have the side characters. And I'm like it was very lighthearted. I love it. Okay. That's nice. I want my game back. Your turn. Can't you just play it? I can, but it's like it's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> I don't play childhood like games. like a remastered version for PC where people go add cool mods to it. Oh, for PC. Like... The reason I love mods is simply because if the you know the developers and stuff they they won't do it. You have people who are just fans of games do it. It's amazing. I love it. Mm. Love mods. All right. All right. All right. So for me. I guess the category that I'm going to start off with is the game that I that I really really want to play. <laughs> I don't even know if that should be an award, but I have a list. Uh, it starts off with Doom Eternal, which I have yet to play, but I'll probably buy it this winter. So I'll probably get into that. And the other one is Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. I know it just released for PS4. I don't think I'm going to be able to play this anytime soon, so that sucks. But I'm always down for a Crash Bandicoot title because that's what I started off. I think Crash Bandicoot is the one that got me into gaming in the first place. And the other game that I really want to play is 
Last of Us Part 2. Surprisingly. Mm. Not necessarily because of, you know, because of the awards that it got, I guess. I'm just I'm just really interested on what I can learn from this game, I guess. Cuz if you if you just keep an open mind when it comes to Last of Us Part 2, I think you can kind of gauge just how the game industry is going to move forward in a way. Cuz Last of Us Part 2 is kind of just the peak when it comes to just cinematic uh, video games. You know what I'm saying? I think you can make that argument. Or maybe God of War, to be honest. But since Last of Us Part 2 kind of got a big... Uh, how do you say it? Kind of just had a big uh, fallout with some of its fans. It's just very interesting to see the, the dynamic that that will play. Uh, towards uh, future games like I don't know where Naughty Dog is gonna go with after Last of Us Part 2 I really don't know it's actually like would they stay with the cinematics or would they actually change direction in a way but yeah I'm just interested in Last of Us Part 2 just because of how important of a game it is for the gaming industry in a way but the title the award I will give this award basically to Doom Eternal because I'm about to play it sometime anyway I know this game's gonna be great. Hopefully I'm prepared for it. I'm gonna drink a lot of water, make sure that I work out a lot so that I stay on point when... <laughs> no, for real, like, hey, like, I'm not gonna understand. I will play it on the hardest difficulty Oh, yeah, and you try to finish it. I, I will try that. I don't know why, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that I'll have the best experience if I play it on the hardest difficulty. I'm going to regret those words later. But anyways, moving on, go to your next award. <clears throat> My next award is for the category. Wow, these games were cool at one point, right? So I have all the WE games. <laughs> the, you know, the wrestling games. If yes. you remember, those were specific between what, 2013 to like when the first game came out where those WWE games were basically the 2K. They were the 2K, the FIFA of the world, okay? Right. They were just, every year it felt like they wouldn't, they would never disappear and then 2014 kicked in and you just basically pretty much forgot about them. But like 2015, 16, just like, oh, they're still there. And then now, like I'm pretty sure they're still the 2020. I don't even know if they're still releasing it. But it's just like, these games at one point were cool. And I see why they died, because they're the same games over, but then it bothers me, like, these games die for being the same game over and over and over. Are you telling me 2K, FIFA, and all those haven't died for being the same game over and over and over either? It's heartbreaking. So mm -hmm. this Well, yeah, so the award for these games were cool at one point, and it's, I'm not even embarrassed to say I used to love the WWE games. We used to group up as a family, play all of them, play, like, we used to play as many controllers as we can just play the like the what is it the tag teams everything obviously we used to turn off all the rules off because wwe with rules suck you got to turn all those rules off pull out the chairs do everything who's your favorite wrestler i'm sick quiet <laughs> what all, i love i love Shawn michaels i love Shawn michaels Man. okay i feel like i feel like he wasn't even my favorite it's just he was like the more one of the most entertaining ones for me to watch. Okay. I love watching Shawn Michael, and I'm still mad that he wasn't the one to take this uh, The Undertaker streak away. Mm. He I don't should watch, have been the one. I don't watch should wrestling too often, 
but I know at during the time, I think Rey Mysterio was my um my favorite wrestler. Oh, I, lo- I love Rey Mysterio in the games. Yeah, I don't know if it was racist though. Was it racist? I'm not sure. I always think about like the stuff that I watch and whether or not was is this good for its time or is this like bad? Like I don't know. It's like Mucha w- Lucha. W- you remember oh, Mucha Lucha? Oh, I love that show. <laughs> was it racist? <laughs> Probably. But God like, damn. hey, it was a dope show. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I got to look back at some racist, of these shows. But, you know, it's like that, it was a dope show. All right. It might be racist, but hey, it was dope at the time. At the time, you weren't thinking about all this. You were just thinking like, oh, this is fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I guess it's time for me. Um, my favorite indie game that I played lately was a uh, katana zero i think it came out around last year but katana zero the reason why i liked it so much was because it did it did storytelling in the way that i never really expected because it's an 8-bit game and obviously like it's an indie game so it can't necessarily utilize all the uh big engines and the big teams that you know developers like naughty dog and rockstar uses to create a very very like captivating story but in katana zero it works really well because i think they just managed to balance the how do you say it the intensity and the humor aspect when it comes to just storytelling they just they just pretty much just do a great job of just fleshing out their characters throughout the game and for those of you who haven't played katana zero it's actually not finished yet. They're going to be updating it with free DLC in the future to kind of continue on with the story. But I highly recommend it because uh, the world in Katana Zero is pretty interesting. It's pretty, pretty interesting. And the gameplay is pretty solid. It's basically just... Um, the gameplay is similar to Hotline Miami where you have to clear out a room. You only have one life and you get to repeat that over and over again until you finally clear out the room. And there's like the, the cool mechanics like... You use a sword and you can slow it down. You can deflect bullets, stuff like that. Pretty basic, but it works pretty well in Katana Zero. And it also looks pretty. So, yeah, that's my favorite indie game that I played. So, moving on to you. Okay, my, my turn again? I got yes. you, I got you. My next one is, why did I spend this many hours on these games? <laughs> what are these Awards. titles? <laughs> like, are these titles? right okay I, I get it i like me some idol games but why do i have 771 hours in idol champions i don't need that many hours in one game like how many days does that equate i haven't played in a while that's 771 games i mean idol game did you space them out evenly or did you play them like way too much for one day i think it's just because i kept running why did <laughs> other stuff but still, it's just like, it just, imagine, imagine you look at your Steam library and then you look at all your games and you do hours play and that's number one. Heartbreaking. Mm. And where, which is, wait, there's another one. There's another one. So, I have 60 minutes of Among Us and I'm like, I'm proud of it. 60 minutes? 16. <laughs> I have like zero. Magic. Uh, I played like I downloaded the game, played like a match. I'm like, oh, this is fun. And then I hated the texting part because you know they don't have a voice chat. I'm like, yeah, I'm not playing this until I have like a whole group of uh, army of friends. So come on, but like, 
I mean, I don't want to play it because I'm I don't condone snitch simulators. But <laughs> go ahead. Okay, okay, I, I, okay. Now let me give you the actual category because I was just like I was looking at my Steam library. I was just like, why is that? Okay, stop. Next one is I want to watch the world. Yo, burn. back up, back up the God. mic. Yo, okay, okay, okay I hate okay. it when okay. you do that. Like, stop. <laughs> That's me going serious. Okay. Next category is I want to watch the world burn category. It's it's the game that you play when you just want to like just do one thing and one thing only and that's just kill stuff. Typically I have like two games that are mainly for this but we all know remember I told you when we were talking about the game world er- earlier like the game is all about action. It's Doom. The Doom series had they I can't believe they lost the the action thing. That that bothers me more than anything. Like Doom is literally the action action this action from beginning to end. There's lore there, there's story there. Yeah, but no one cares. Action. You see something in front of you, you shoot it. Could be mm. a puppy. You're doing that. Because you know, and you never know. It might be a demon puppy. You never know. Mm. Action. So the fact that it lost the action category, that bothers me so much. <laughs> or a game that's not even that action packed, you know. It was just it was aight. But yeah, mm. that's my winner of I Want to Watch the World Burn. This game should have won the Action Game Award <laughs> for Best Action. But, you know. Okay. I didn't even play Doom and somehow I feel like I got cheated for that victory. You definitely got cheated. Yeah, you don't really have to play the game to understand that. Yeah. Or maybe maybe you do. I'm not sure. But just from like the gameplay reveal back when it was still getting hyped up, like it was pretty adre- it was a pretty big adrenaline rush. Like, I could that's, even that's, feel the sweat coming out of that doom. screen. I could feel the sweat. Um, also, and the music? Doom guy. Ah, the music. Yeah. I also, love the music. Doom love Slayer me some good will metal. be Master Chief. Right. <laughs> I don't even want to discuss that. I don't really like doing that hypotheticals. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> nah, that's bait. Any 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 topic that's related to that, that's bait. Um, yeah. I, won't, I won't indulge in that. I will um, say the word, but you know, Twitch banned it. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So moving on to my award. The next award that I'm going to give out is, I guess, for my favorite content creator. I kind of already mentioned him, but lately I've been watching Saving the Beast the most just because he's been taking care of me throughout this whole quarantine, pretty much. Although I have this, I have this, like, I don't know if it's a bad thing. I think it is a bad thing. Because usually when I watch like my content creators on Twitch, I don't I don't chat. I, I really don't. I don't really put any words. Maybe I'll put like one or two, but I don't. I basically don't exist. You know, I'm just watching just to watch. But I know some of these content creators don't like that because they want you to interact with them. Um, so that's something that I gotta fix, I guess, coming into the future. Yeah, but sometimes I just when I watch Twitch, I just leave it on the background. That's the reason why I don't really chat. But yeah, my favorite creator is uh, Saving the Beast. He always has very consistent humor. Um, he always nails it every time, whatever joke that he actually kind of makes. And like I said, he's not for everybody, but I highly recommend him. If you're a grown ass man <laughs> that um, just wants to get a different perspective when it comes to like certain things. Uh, others that I kind of want to give a shout out to. I know the Black Okage is there. Um, he's been like a big influencer. As far for um, as far as like black content creators go, and David So uh, for Asians that are out there, 
Uh, David So is very big. Not on the Twitch scene, but he does podcasts in YouTube. And they're always very, like, insightful. And there's a couple more that I'll mention, but I'll go through them really quick. There's Shofu, who does a lot of, um, who does a lot of rapping uh, these days, too, as well. But he's still pretty funny. <laughs> and who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Man, there's one that I really want to give a sh- Like, it's in the tip of my tongue, and I just can't say it right now. But, oh, well. I gotta have to move on. Um, but yeah, that's my award for best content creator. Um, moving on to you, Jared. What's up? Okay. Um, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I, I just got my Steam key for scavengers. Noise. Um, I know, right? Okay, so I'm gonna steal that category for you because now I just realized it. My favorite content creator on Twitch, his name is the Giant Waffle. First of all. I love this dude. He wasn't the one that got me into Twitch, but he was literally the second streamer I watched on Twitch. And after watching a stream, he used to play Minecraft back in the day. It, it was fun. I used to... I I loved his stream for one thing and one thing only. First of all, he's a nerd like me, and every single time there's something, anything interesting like NASA or science or anything, he always talks about it, and I learned like a whole bunch of cool stuff. Mm. Like, I didn't even... Because I, I love science. I always love learning about NASA and stuff like that. So it's, every time I watch a stream, if I just... Li- I don't even have to chat. I just leave it on. And I could literally listen to him while even having to watch the game. And I feel like I'm learning something. He, oh, yeah. He's a nerd. He's an engineering nerd. So he always, like, does something cool sometimes. Like, really? he would have a creative stream where he creates a controller. Or learns to... the Like, learns how to make a controller. Okay. There was one stream where he was trying to learn to see how games are made. So he tried to learn how to, like make his own little like movements and games and program it mm. i've been really interested in understanding um game design philosophy so i'll definitely check him out yeah so he always does like he doesn't always do it but it's just basically if you listen to him you can kind of like yeah this is this, this is there mm. by the way going back to my category i just remembered the name his name is gaming ethos he's not really a content creator anymore but Gaming Ethos has been working on the game that I'll mention a little bit later because I want to give that an award too as well. But whenever he streams or whenever he makes a video, it's always very insightful and very interesting as well. He's a big nerd and um, he has his own game that he wants to develop. So there's a lot of cool insight that you can get from Gaming Ethos whenever you catch him. Right. But um, are you done with your category, by the way? The favorite content creator? Yeah. Or do you have anything? Yeah. Anybody else you want to shout out? Okay. Just waffle. All right. Got it. All right. No, so, oh, you're you're cutting off a little bit. You good? Sorry. No, it's just because I said it weirdly and then I paused because I, I said Steam. I'm like, no, I mean Twitch. All right. No, but you were getting staticky a little bit. I don't know if that's on my end, but whatever. All right. So mentioning the David Jeff video that I just watched, I want to give love to some of the directors and some of the writers that have made my favorite games ever. So the first one, I guess, is the best director. And it is Hideaki Itsuno, who is heavily known for DMC5, which just released last year, I believe. And I know they have a DLC that just came out where you can play as Virgil. And I haven't tried that out yet, but I definitely need to. But, um... Hideaki Itsuno, I think, did pretty, did really, really well with DMC5 just because it's just short and to the point, and it everything is just, everything is just like so much fun. 
and it's so beautiful to look at and every aspect of dmc5 is just flawless in my opinion there's not one negative that i can really say about the game um it plays well it's always stable and the boss battles oh wait except for one there's this giant spider looking boss that wasn't really that good but i'll give it a pass anyway just because every other boss was just so amazing um but yeah hideaki itsuno that's probably my favorite director as of this right now um moving on to you jerb do you have any other awards you want to give uh hey i'm a great game but i overstayed my welcome gta right. 5 i love the game it's a dope game but does it really have to be the same does it have to last like i get it it was a masterpiece masterpiece tends to last a long time since the ps3 but we have a new gen and we still have gta 5 damn just i don't know how much longer they're gonna keep it like in the game awards they announced like a new the uh a new heist i'm just like why why are you doing this in the game awards too i'm like you don't you you already had your announcement like the previous years rockstar okay i i get it you love your game we love your game why i mean i get it you you have no ideas what they're gonna do for gta 6 yet come on that's what i'm assuming like they're probably working on gta 6 but they need as much time as they can so they gotta yeah. milk gta 5 until that happens but like yeah that's just just my angle because you know if, if you really want to top gta 5 then it has to be a masterpiece as well that lasts like another two or three generations of consoles yo people in <laughs> um the the developers of like gta oh man they're probably gonna have a big ass crunch they're gonna I feel bad for them they're gonna be on some cyberpunk levels of crunch no man. no 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 it got it's gonna be worse remember it's be wor- it could be worse 5, and the longer they keep gta 5 the worse it's gonna get because if let's say gta 5 came out cool and then a few years later gta 6 it wouldn't be that bad but gta 5 has been alive since the ps3 and we're already moving to a PS5. And the what is it? The PlayStation was like seven years. And it's a game that people are still playing. So, it, this can only go one, two ways. They retire the GTA franchise. Or GTA 6 better be the best game of all time. Because yeah. if you think about it. The longer it lasts. like The more people are still playing. Even in this new console. Because they're going to release it for the new one. Mm. They have to at this point. And if they don't, they better that GTA 6 better be ready and ready to last until the next console. It's just they made it last GTA 5 last so long and people playing it for so long that now once they release GTA, basically GTA is about to start getting released like as if it was new consoles, where you gotta like, you know, you gotta wait a few years before the next one. Yeah, but it has to be good enough to last until the next one. Hopefully, I'll and be interested in it. I've never played us. I've never. I mean, no. Let me rephrase that. I've never finished a single GTA game. Oh, I have. I only do multiplayer and then I'm out. <laughs> I've never finished one story. I ever. do GTA the story and then I'm out. The multiplayer, I'm like, it's cool. I'm playing for fun, you know, little mini games. But mostly I love I love the GTA story and the maps. And mm. you just do whatever you want. I love it. Um, it seems the the amount of options that you have in GTA seems to be very limited these days though. Because I know you can anger the cops 
You can do mm-hmm. some cheat codes so you can get all the guns, start your own mm-hmm. army. But it seems it seems like it's starting to get really, really um, outdated in a way. Like, I don't know yep. what other activities you can really give. Like, I guess you can play golf, race a bit. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they can really do to sort of separate GTA 6 from the previous titles. Um, but hey, you know. I won't worry about it until it comes out anyway. Or at least we get a teaser. No, we won't worry about it until it comes out. The Whoever's got to make that game is going to be worrying about it from beginning to end. <laughs> like, how are you going to make after you put so much? And the more you put into GTA 5, that's the more you got to, you know, overcome. Okay. Now, like, oh, I put all this stuff and they're still releasing more and I got to do something better than everything that's got released previously. Okay. Or at least something that people won't be mad at. Mm. All right. Like, Okay. So moving on, um, I'm gonna give an award for the best writer, I guess. And the one that I picked is Masayoshi Yokoyama. He is the writer for essentially just every Yakuza game that ever came out. And I thought when I I've, I've only really played Yakuza Zero, and that was very recent, so I could be a little bit biased. But I feel like I speak for everyone when I say that Yakuza Zero kind of just has one of the most. Um, enthralling kind of a you know characterization and storytelling that you can find in the game because it's not too serious but it hits like i guess what i'm trying to say is it's similar to just how katana zero is kind of just written you know it's it's it has a very very good balance between just keeping it very emotional and then very funny at the same time you know it just it just make like every every writing decision that was made in yakuza zero is just perfectly like balanced between each other and i think that uh you know the fact that it's consistent throughout like so many other games it's um and i have to give credits where credit is due i think uh, masayoshi yokoyama did a great job with just fleshing out uh the story for uh yakuza series in general yeah it's kind of just one of the most memorable like uh stories that you can have for any uh, main character so yeah props to him props to him uh back to you I was about to say something, but then I just realized, wait, I, I was going to give my fun games to play by yourself or with friends award. And I was going to say Ark, but then I realized Ark 2 is going to get released. But has Ark been officially released yet? I don't know. I never played Ark. Because <laughs> I know it was in beta and like, what is it? In alpha for so long. Official release date. But I don't think it. Okay, that's when it got released in the other platforms. But it was still. Has it really had an official release, or are they just using their like? Oh, it was technically released. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it never had really an official release because it was open beta, right? And then they just slowly started putting it to the other consoles while giving it an official release. I mean, now they're releasing. Fortnite is still in beta, right? I don't think so. Oh, really? No, Fortnite, it was released. No, but like it's an open beta. It's been in beta for a while, right? I don't know. It's been a while since I actually, you know, cared about Fortnite. Since like season four, maybe. I'm not sure. Could be really wrong. But, um, hey, you know. Sometimes games just be in beta all the time. But like, this one's getting a sequel release before the... Game is technically released. That is what it is. 
Mm. Okay, that's acceptable. But yeah, I, I like me some arc. You know, I, I was gonna say the word, but I already had a five minute rant about it. So just let's just go to your category after why. Really? I only I only have uh, one category left. Okay. It's, right. it's, uh, it's about the dragons. Not the not the dragons. What? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Let's, let's not go in. All right, all right. So uh, my last category. Um, I was thinking about creating more categories, but I don't really have a game of the year. I don't really have um a cat. I don't really have a winner for um a lead programmer or a lead designer yet. So yeah, those categories I'm gonna ha- I'm just gonna have to shove it in the side. Maybe save it for like next year. See what happens. But the last co- category that I wanna give, you know, the last award that I wanna give is for the most anticipated game for me. Um, I have a few. Uh, we covered this recently. It's called the Bazaar. It's gonna be developed by uh, Tempo Storm, uh, more specifically Rainad. He's been developing this for quite a while now. It's essentially just a new card game, the upcoming multiplayer card game of coming out, I, I believe in all platforms for free. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very interesting. I've been following up the game development for that uh, game for a while now. And it could be the next new thing. I really just want a new, you know, card game that I can just like get invested in because I always end up dropping every card game ever. But that's one of the that's one of the nominees. Uh, the other one is Wolf Among Us Two, uh, Telltale Games' best story in my opinion. If you're counting out Walking Dead season one, because Walk- Walking Dead season one is still the goat, no matter what anybody says. But the Wolf Among Us is definitely like a good second to that. So I've been really excited and just checking out what the sequel is gonna be. I don't know when they're gonna release it, but I hope that it's gonna be good as hell once they do. And the next one is Final Fantasy 16. I know that it's going to be developed by the director that made Final Fantasy 14. Um, and I think the, the gameplay is going to be kind of inspired by Devil May Cry 5 in a way. So I'm really just excited to just see how the newest Final Fantasy release is going to be. I haven't been a big fan of the franchise because I started off with 13 and I just found 13 to be just super boring. And I never wanted to get into Final Fantasy again. I didn't even want to try Final Fantasy VII Remake. Because it's like... Ah, man. The storytelling. I know that everybody loved this story. But still, it's like... It came out in the 90s. And I don't really... I don't really like some of the... How do you say it? The Japanese tropes. That just come kind of comes out with uh, storytelling in the 90s. So... I don't know. Maybe... I know that it's a remake. So probably the story kind of just flipped itself and Square Enix did something different with the game but maybe I'll pick it up Final Fantasy 7 maybe 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 not but I'm more looking forward I'm more so looking forward for the the newest and greatest title that they have which is 16 but the the winner for this one actually the most anticipated game that I have is Samurai Zero which is currently being developed by uh, Gaming Ethos this is the game that he's been working on for a while and this is going to be a online um, multiplayer game too as well. I'm not necessarily sure how the structure is going to be yet. I have to look at all the uh, game development logs that this, you know, that Gaming Ethos has posted on his YouTube channel about this game. But so far, I mean, it looks very promising. It looks like it's going to be sort of a 
not a fighting game per se. It's not a traditional fighting game. It is in a 3D space. And you kind of just have these different heroes. There's the samurai. I think there's the soldier too as well. I'm not sure how it's going to fully play out. But I'm excited about, you know, just how skill-based this game really is. And I can't wait to pick it up too. So, but yeah, that is my last category. Jerb, do you have anything else that you want to say? I was going to say my favorite Final Fantasy game is the Crystal Chronicles. I don't even know what that is. It's a, it's a they're very TV-looking one. Really? I heard yeah. the goat. Yeah. I heard the goat of Final Fantasy franchise is uh, Tactics. Tactics has never gotten a negative uh, review from anybody yet. I don't, I don't think. Seriously. Well, time for me to write one, even though I haven't played it. I'm joking. Final Fantasy oh. Tactics, baby. I don't know how old that the game worst. is, but I haven't tried it. The worst. I hate it. There's got to be a hater somewhere. Man, but is that it for your awards too, as well? Yep. We're good. Wow, you were right. This is going on very long. Yeah, it's been uh, 37 minutes um, as far as part two goes. All right. So there's not going to be any anime section on this one. I don't really have much to cover other than the fact that Sony kind of bought out Funimation and Crunchyroll. So I don't know how that's going to be. I feel like is that I don't know if that's going to be a bad move or, you know, because some people speculate that Sony's going to raise all the prices, the, su- the subscription prices for Funimation and Crunchyroll. I don't know. I don't have if anything. They, if What's they up? do, they're probably just, if they do raise it, they're probably just going to connect it all. It's like because Sony likes having a lot of stuff connected typically. Depending, mm. like okay. all the categories into a specific category, they like just connecting it onto it. All right. When it comes to like, so maybe you never know. I just hope this yeah. doesn't become like four kids TV. Oh, no. Yeah, don't like censorship. Yeah, bro. Look, whatever Japan has, just let it happen. Just let it happen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like people gotta understand that different cultures just work, you know, in different ways. Like, yeah, this might not necessarily be accepted in our culture, but hey, you know. It is. It's a different. It's a different country with different regulations and um tastes. So just let it happen. <laughs> talk about anime and stuff. Arc is having their own little animated series, which if they're going, if they're actually gonna explain the story behind Arc, I will watch it. Okay. Because the little flip, flip notes they be leaving is dope and all, but I want, I want the story. I want the lore. You know, I'm all about the lore. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Let me know how that happens. But um. Mm-hmm. We are going to move on with the final section of the podcast, which is the content creation section. Now, this this one's only really going to be packed with all of the crazy announcements that Disney pretty much just announced for their upcoming Marvel films and their upcoming mm. Lucas uh, Lucas film projects, essentially just Star Wars films. Um, Lord, <laughs> and we're gonna try to cover. Um, we're we're gonna try to cover all of them. Keep in mind, though, this is a disclaimer. I don't really care for um, the Marvel Universe all that much. Honestly, in my general opinion, I don't like the fact that they're shoving us a bunch of Marvel and uh, Star Wars movies. It it could die down the hype, in my opinion. Especially since, you know, especially for Star Wars, because the trilogy was kind of bad. But I know they're picking it up with The Mandalorian. And I've been enjoying The Mandalorian, too, but... I don't know if I'm ready 
for like nine future installments of like Star Wars series or films, or yeah, like, like nine, like twenty new Marvel films and series. Like, <laughs> oh my God, relax. Like comic books, except for like TV. Oh TV. man. About it. You know how they release multiple different comics? Uh huh. That's how they TV shows, but I feel like that's not how that works. Are you gonna be picking up Disney Plus, bro? No. Damn. I'm, you sure? You? I don't know, man. This might be the center of like conversations you know, once it comes out. Lord, you know, Disney. They they'll find a way to call me. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I'm not really like the person that would, you know, care about missing out. Like I, I could care less about missing like nine straight Marvel films and just watching the latest one. I can yeah. care less. Like I'm that dude. Um, Direct hype ended with Infinity War for me, so I'm like, you know, I'm cool. Who directed Infinity War? I just realized. I I have to look at the directors again, but dang. I know my favorite director is probably the one that did Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yes. Uh, White titties. White titties. Um, don't say that. That's rude as hell. It is. All right. No, but it is. Because I know just, I read his name and you know I didn't read I didn't read it right but like I can't I can't fault the dude for like being named that I can blame the parents maybe but I don't know it could be a different culture maybe it means something really dope so I'm just not gonna say anything <laughs> like it, it's not it's just you know there's certain names that are great you know until you try to say it in a different language and it just comes out not good. And then or you like, get called out for being a fucking ignorant ass. <laughs> yeah. But it's just a, it's like it's a name hard a to name. know. Everything. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to know everything. That's why you gotta make fun of everything. Yeah. Like I have an alien. I'm cool with it. Yeah, it is what it is. No, it's whatever. Um. So I did like how he did Thor Ragnarok, but I didn't like how he did Endgame because I know he did. He directed Endgame too. Um. Yeah. And I think he's about to direct an, an upcoming Star Wars film too as well. So. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Endgame? I, I like the way Endgame went. Cause, but Endgame was literally not story related. It's all about what Endgame was. It's just like, hey guys. It's just, hey guys, you remember all these things? Here they go. It was just like, you know, calling back to certain things and just like a little, it's just fan service the movie. Hopefully they don't do that again. Honestly, like look, just just expect everybody to have already done their research or like did their recaps before they do in in like you know the another Avengers movie because that's what everybody did. It was like, oh, the upcoming Avengers movie is about to come out. I need to get myself acquainted again. Like that's what everybody's gonna do. Like personally, for me, I just want to see some new shit. I don't I don't want you to do like <laughs> I don't want you to like celebrate the past memories. Like just a like, waste and, of an and- hour. If you already pretty much got into every other movie. That's why I said they, the reason they did the whole fan service, basically the whole movie, is because they knew like everyone already knows everything else. They already know how this is gonna end. Just might as well just make it fun for all those who actually were that dedicated. I guess. A movie for like oh I wanna watch a cool movie. Because if you just watch it like, oh this makes no sense. The story makes no sense. Nothing about the movie makes sense unless you literally already watch everything else. And even then, it's still it's not that it makes it make sense. It just makes you enjoy it more when you see the, like these characters. Uh, I guess they just gotta imp- they just gotta execute it better. Cause 
If I watch Endgame, I'm I'm always gonna skip to the last thirty minutes. I'm not gonna yep. lie. The last thirty minutes is all you need. Yep. Um, and even then, it's not gonna hold up that well. Like, there's only so much that I can watch Captain America pick up a uh, Thor's hammer and be hyped about it. Like, I don't care. Or like the Chala just walk. Ooh, actually no, I kind of want to watch it for that moment. The Chala just walking through the portal again. <laughs> Your left. Dang. That's not even T'Challa. That was um, that was Captain America. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> All right. Anyways, All right, So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to cover the upcoming Marvel films first, and then we'll go to Star Wars. So starting in January 15th, uh, you're gonna get a new Disney Plus series called WandaVision. I did see the trailer. I don't have an I don't have any thoughts on it. I never really cared for Wanda or Vision. Cause like movie Wanda and Vision are ass. Let's be honest, here. they're trash. Whoa, but, whoa, 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 whoa! Comics Wanda and Vision. They haven't broken. even fleshed them out that much, though. You can't say they're I'm, trash. I'm curious. The movie ones, based off what we've seen, they're not they're not comics level. How? Because Wanda in comics level, she's a reality warper. Basically, like a little mini goddess. I thought like I thought we're not supposed to like take comics seriously when it comes to these movie interpretations. That's what I'm saying. We're not. That's why I'm curious. Like, how are they gonna go with the whole Wanda and Vision? Are gonna make? Are they gonna add some, you know, some little power boost? Like, are they gonna have her? Because they're not gonna do like comic level where she was. She got mad at mutants, so she basically made them not exist. Most of the mutants. Yes. She she goes over the top broken. And then Vision in comics, he was still like you know the little piece, but if he fought, he fought. He could fight, fight. So I don't know if they're gonna try to tap into more of Wanda's powers and how powerful she actually is, or are they gonna show Vision use his powers in unique ways, not just hey, I'm a robot who exists here. You know, oh. I don't know. Their powers are pretty boring, in my opinion. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just, I'm more interested like about the the Black Mirror side of things because it looks like very Black Mirror-ish. I, that's probably like a very unfair comparison. That's probably oh. not the vibe that they're going for, but that's what I'm that's getting. <laughs> With Wanda's powers, that's not really unfair because, like I said, she's very like reality manipulating stuff. So if she if she goes into a mental breakdown, she could literally make it into a Black Mirror episode. That's what I'm saying. They could go many cool ways because of her power. The real question is, are they gonna flesh out those powers to make her do that, or are they just gonna be like, oh no, th- this is just someone else who's actually causing it and making it think it's Wanda. You know, like the boring way out instead of having her like, oh, she's going through a mental breakdown. It's affecting reality around us. She needs to work on her mental health or something. I'm tired of these mental health shows. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Y'all need to stop. Hey, they're look. Trippy, though. <laughs> they're trippy. Having that. Uh, they're fun because they're trippy. Not. Oh. I don't care about the... <laughs> Wait, Otto, I just want to put that out there. I, I I want everybody to, you know, take care of their health. But as far as just shows go, I need y'all to stop. Okay? Y'all need to start doing some other shit. Um, I think the last... The last one that I really liked was Haunting... Uh, Haunting of Blind Manor. After that, I'm satisfied. I don't need any other like um, shows that kind of just you know uses uh, mental health, like mental breakdowns as like um, one of the core themes about the show. I'm just tired of seeing it. It's getting a little too repetitive for me. That's all. That's all. I still want everybody to take care of themselves, but you know, if this is the TV show, like if if this show is gonna be what you think it's gonna be, Wandavision, I'm probably gonna skip it. I don't know. But anyways, next up, 
The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is going to be coming in March 2021. I'm not sure it's, if it's going to be a series or a movie, but I guess we'll wait and see. Uh, I saw the trailer and I thought that their chemistry was a little bit off, but we'll see. You know, it could be good when I first see it, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Don't have any thoughts on this. What about you, Jeb? Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. See, that one, it's... Honestly, that's a dub. I'm gonna skip that. Did you just say it's a dub and you're gonna... Sk- Wait, so it's a W, but it's not. you're not gonna watch it? What do you mean? Like a w to that skip. To that skip. That, the, the, it's gonna get the biggest skip of its life. So it's, it's not a, a W. It's about a B. So it's I'm a not even gonna, I'm not even gonna research it. Type of W. Like, you won... My ignorance. My you know. <laughs> so it's you an want, L. Yeah, it's a hard out. But you know, that's what I said. It's a dub. As in like my to that skip button. It won my skip button so hard that I'm not even gonna click it. What kind of bait and switch is that? <laughs> okay. It's a, hard w, man. it's a W for me, uh because I'm not gonna hurt my brain trying to like watch that. If it turns out it is entertaining, like you know, I might not still not. It probably will be. Um, never know. I don't know. I don't want to it too hard. Honestly, I, I, you never know. All right. So the next one is Marvel's Loki. Again, I don't know if it's going to be a series or a movie, but when I watched the trailer, I mean, if you're a really big fan of Tom Hiddleston, and he does a great job as being Loki, but uh, I'm not really interested in his, um, in his acting too much, to be honest. But uh, I hope that everybody who's a fan of Tom Hiddleston will actually like enjoy this. Hopefully, you guys um, have a good time with it. But this is also a skip for me. Yeah. Nothing for you. All right. Next time. Same, but it's just like I don't know. Might be a skip. <laughs> so the next one is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This one I'm hyped just because yeah. Sam Raimi, the the develop, uh, developer, the director for the original Spider-Man trilogy, where Tobey Maguire was at, is coming back, which means Tobey is probably gonna be here. This probably, this is probably the movie or the series that I'm probably gonna catch, like you know, that that I'm gonna use Disney Plus subscription on, most likely. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, there's no trailer for this one, but I'm still excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm not excited at that. That that does sound interesting. Mm. I want to see the multiverse, like an actual multiverse, not that hey, backwards in time multiverse they try to hit us with. Oh, no, I want to see the actual the first. Yeah. Also, I want you to give me the plot twist where Doctor Strange was like, yeah, I I basically told Tony that this is the only possibility, but it was only because I hated him. I want that plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> from a Doctor Strange from a different universe who actually wants to see all the Tony die. Yeah, Tony could probably have lived, but Doctor Strange said, nah, 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 nah. I can't have this happen. It's too much. I can't let this man live. I don't like him. Yeah, (laughs) I need that. Yes, if he survives. It's Mm. not like there's a whole bunch of people here who could literally heal him. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. All right. So the next one is Marvel's What If? which is an animated series um i think it's gonna be like short eight minute episodes to be honest where it just shows you another reality i guess wait, 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 about wait, how wait. certain movies might go like one example wait, wait. would be if um if it wasn't uh 
Captain America that became Captain America, but I forgot her name. But basically, like, you know, what if Captain America never really got his ser- a serum? Like, it was given to a, to his, um, to his loved one. I forgot her name, but hey, that's, that's okay. one of the examples from Marvel's What If. What's up? If Stanley was still alive, he could have played the Walker. And I just realized, Doctor Strange, because remember, he has used his time stone nonstop without any backwards effect. He could have literally reverted Tony's time to before he got injured, if he really wanted to. So he could literally put Tony and everyone back at 100%. If he really wanted to. After he did the snap, he could have just like, can I grab the time stone real quick and just reverse this time? I thought I, I thought Tony used it, and it's like you can't use it anymore. You can't. Remember, it's using all of them that does the whole almost murdery thing. You could just use one. Because but when, he, well, Frank, well, when Tony snapped his fingers, didn't it make the the others unusable? Or am I wrong? You're, yeah, you're kind of wrong on that. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I don't really like think too hard about like Marvel lore. You tell me. They, the snap and then a few months later he went to a different, remember he went to a different planet and then used the snap again to destroy it mm. so they still it's just because you gotta destroy them too so they don't work so after Tony did his snap literally because remember the, um remember um Captain America he had to go back in time to bring all the stones back to what they originally were I guess so they still work so it doesn't mess with the plot so mm. literally Doctor Strange could have literally saved Tony. He just goes not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doctor Strange is probably hating. Yeah. Uh, all right. Like, so the next one is Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. No trailer, but it's coming out in July 9th, twenty twenty one. Uh, I'm gonna just sit still for this one. I know I'm Asian, so I should be excited for this movie, and I am. But we'll see. You know, Marvel. I've seen how kind of like Marvel did with uh how do you say it? I'm not even gonna you know what I don't have any opinion on this one. All I know is I'll just wait and see. Maybe Marvel will do a great job with this film. Maybe not, but uh hopefully they do. Hopefully the actors. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me get like a swig of this water because like I'm getting thirsty as heck right now. I've been talking too much. I'm just thinking, what if it turns out all the other just suck completely and that's the best one? That would be disappointing, because I want every I want every film to succeed. But like, yeah, yeah, if this one succeeds, then you know that's a dub. Let's get it. Um, I'm excited for this. We'll see. I don't know what they're gonna do. It it's probably gonna be heavy on kung fu, obviously. Um, I just hope that the the choreography fight scenes are gonna be great. That's what I'm looking forward to. But I hope that the story is something meaningful. Please don't make it. Please don't make it like you're pandering. I'm just saying there, there's a lot of things that you can do that can kind of just um, celebrate Asian culture and maybe just mention some of the struggles that Asian Americans have had or like other types of Asians, I guess. Uh, but just, just be careful. Just be careful. <laughs> I'm just saying they did a great job with Black Panther. So, you know, if they got an Asian director, which I'm sure they do. Um, I haven't looked at the, the list. Uh, of like the cast members and the staff but I'm sure the Asian director that's gonna come uh, for Shang-Chi will do it justice I think I think Uh, but yeah that's me that's all we would hope for no ninjas 
that's fine. You can have a ninja. That's fine. I don't. Oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, ninjas originated from like Japan, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No Chinese ninjas. They could have that, I guess, if they want to. China had Chinese its own ninja. version of ninjas, really I think. Ninjas. I think. Really I think. But like no. with the black suit, everything. I feel like yeah, I don't want to see no ninjas. Uh. <laughs> um, next one, Miss Marvel is it's coming through. Uh, wait, wait, hold up. I'm I'm mixing I'm mixing it up. Uh, oh yeah, no, Miss Marvel, the one the with Brie thing. Brie Larson, I think. That's Brie no, Larson. No, right? am I wrong? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's what I'm mixing up. But yeah. Monica stretch with powers. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. All right. But yeah, there is gonna be a new Captain uh, Marvel film too. Yeah, I don't know if you're excited about that. I fell asleep on the first one, but I'll keep an open mind on this new one. I think they're gonna have Kamala Khan and also She-Hulk in this movie, so should be should be great. Should be a great time. Did you I'm say gonna make sure. I just trying to make sure that her powers are right. Cause I literally just says she's the stretchy one. Yeah, <laughs> really. Okay, cool. Her powers have other stuff to it, but just making sure. All right. Um, let so there's there's like 15 other Marvel announcements. So let me just go through them real quick. There's gonna be a Hawkeye series. I don't know who wants that, but okay. Hopefully it's cool. It's gonna be another arrow, like a green arrow kind of thing. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, the She-Hulk comedy series. That's interesting. There's gonna be the Moon Knight series. There's the Secret Invasion series. That one I need to get more information on. Because I know Secret Invasion is a huge part in the the Marvel comics, right? Oh yeah, that's like a big reveals, man. Uh -huh. Big part. There's a oh. new Ironheart series. Uh, some Armor Wars with Don Cheadle. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which is not coming until like 2023. So we're not really going to worry about that right now. Um, there's I Am Groot. I don't know how that's going to work out, but it could be nice. So where everybody's just saying I Am Groot. I Am Groot. <laughs> I am. Just a black screen with like, and then a picture of Groot pops out with him saying I Am Groot. And he's just recounting his life story. Mm. All right. And... Yeah. Sorry? And Diesel. It's gonna be just gonna hear Vin Diesel say, "I am Groot." Mm. There's gonna be uh, a new Thor movie called Thor: Love and Thunder, which is gonna be directed by Taika Waititi. He's gonna be busy as hell. <laughs> he got some movies to make. <laughs> yeah, but he's always busy as heck making movies, so that's she cool. She died from cancer because that was also a big part of the big what. It went, you know, Thor retired, and then his girlfriend became female Thor, which is just Thor, because apparently it's not just a name, it's also a title. I don't um, know anything about that. Yeah, that, that's one thing that bothered me about the Thor thing. I'm like, so it's a name and a title. So if you collect a hammer, you're Thor, but that's his name, Thor Odinson. Kind of weird. But yeah, she had cancer. So every time she uses it, it, it made it like more focused on the hero part about it because she she had cancer she needed chemotherapy but every single time she transformed into Thor it cleansed her of her chemotherapy so she just revert back and continue just the cancer continue expanding is this in the comics? so she had to choose basically does she want to live or does she want to save people? Does wait is this live. in the comics? yes 
It's in the comics. So I'm is just that... wondering, are they going to do something similar, or they're just going to have her completely be healthy? Is that the plot for Love and Thunder? I don't even know anything about it. Yeah, Love and Thunder is when Thor be. Is that Love and Thunder? When Thor becomes unworthy, then Nat and the you know the character that Natalie Portman plays. She's coming back. I don't know if she is coming back, but she is the female. The character that she plays is the one that becomes female Thor. I thought the Valkyrie chick was gonna come back. So it, that's what I said. They're probably gonna ch- if she becomes Thor, then they're gonna change it. That means no more cancer she's patient. So I don't uh, know. If it's gonna be, I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be the Valkyrie chick because Natalie Portman. I don't think that the chances of her coming back is pretty slim. I don't know. She barely for the little last piece, so. Either way, if they do check, that'd be dope. I won't mind. Mm. Rocket sword in one hand, combine it, make a sword hammer. Ooh. All right, all right. So there's gonna be Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantum Mania with Kang the Conqueror. I think I think I'll, I'll actually watch this. I actually like Ant Man. Not bad. Kang is pretty dope. I guess mm. won't be bad. Uh, Black Panther two is still gonna be. It's still gonna be um, coming out. They're not gonna re- recast T'Challa. Um, I know that some people have their uh, opinions on this one. Personally, for me, I think it's fine uh, recasting T'Challa just to pay respects uh, to Chadwick Boseman. I think it's a it's a sweet move. I think it's um, I think it's good. But if you decided to recast T'Challa, I don't know if I. It'll be weird. It, it'll be really weird. But I think I'll be fine with that. But yeah, just like, just trying to maybe do a female Black Panther will be fine, to be honest. I'm pretty sure in the comics also she does become Black Panther. Right? Yeah, like I think Shuri. Yeah. Shuri's potential right now to be the female Black Panther. Yeah, we but, shouldn't uh, bother it. Oh. Yeah, but I'm excited for Black Panther too for sure. And uh, finally, there's going to be the Fantastic Four uh, reboot. I don't know how many times. I think this is the second reboot for, Fight- for Fantastic Four. And it's, it's going to be directed by John Watts. I forgot his... What what movies has he made before? I forgot. But I'm pretty sure John Watts is not necessarily a director that I'm a fan of. But we'll see. It will bother me. Like, I hope it's good. But the only thing that will bother me is the fact that since technically Tony died, you'll never have Reed Richards prove to the little dynamic between Reed Richards and Tony where, you know how Tony says, I'm the smartest? But in the Marvel Universe, Reed Richards is the smartest person in all universes. Mm, that's all interesting. Multi- yeah. So yeah. they'll have the moment where Reed Richards is just like, I am smarter than you. Yeah. So, uh, John Watts is the one who made uh, Spider-Man Far From Home and Homecoming, which are the two movies that I don't know if this is a if this is a hot take, but they're those two movies I didn't really like. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I <laughs> I love Spider-Man, but I could I could do without those two films. <laughs> But hey, you know, maybe Fantastic Four will be like a better plot, a better story for John Watts. We'll see. I want. Yeah, I want. I want Fantastic Four to do good. 
I do too. After Bring Jessica so Alba back. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back Jessica Alba back. Huh? Bring back sevens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All Actually, right. no, they could bring back, um, I forgot what was her name, you know, Black Widow girl. I keep forgetting her name. Um, Black Widow. Oh, wait, she's gonna get one, right? I think she's gonna get a, a series or a film. Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson. Just have like a whole bunch of people, and then Robert Downey Jr. played Mr. Fantastic. What? The whole universe. <laughs> what? That would be crazy. That would be weird. I wouldn't like that, but that would be crazy. All right, so let's move on to the Star Wars films that are upcoming. There's going to be Rogue Squadron, directed by Patty Jenkins. It's it's going to be like, I think from what I've been hearing, it's going to be like a... What was that Tom Cruise movie? Top Gun? Oh, wait, I, don't, I don't really know. But it, there's, there's going to be a lot of flying on this movie. A lot of, a, a lot of you know, fighter jet scenes, I guess. That's what I'm expecting. Do you expect anything from Rogue Squadron? All I wanted was for Star Killer to be canon. Oh yeah, you do. So I get That's that. the only thing that we want. Yes. And also for Cal Kestis. Uh, actually, I don't know. Cal Kestis is the, like the main the main protagonist for uh, Star uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's gonna come into the universe at some point. I really do think he's gonna come into the movies, but I don't know. But we'll see. I want Star Killer to have an entrance though. Can't yeah. just be like, oh, Star Killer mentioned. No, 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 no. I want him, and in the scene you see him, he's just wrecking right through everything. Mm. Well, we're gonna get um, Darth Vader back, the original actor, right? Yeah, but like I say, I want uh, a Darth Hayden Vader to wreck through everything. Cause I feel like I'm sure he I would. Like, I feel like Western movies need that anime vibe. Like you know when that OP antagonist shows up, and you gotta use everything you can to just try to like fight this. Like um in like for example Star Wars: Fallen Order, when they had Darth Vader show up and you literally cannot stop him. I feel mm. like they need certain things like that in the movies where it just doesn't feel like he's. You, you gotta show how intimidating a character is. You want to have that scene where you realize that they're probably going to do that. Why people fear this character? They're probably going to do that. Oh, okay. And speaking of like anime Star Wars, there are they are going to release an animated series called Visions. Uh, this this little series is going to be, I guess, celebrating Star Wars uh, through the lens of like you know very famous uh, leading like you know animation studios in Japan. And they're gonna give their own perspective, given like a bit of like cultural diversity into like Star Wars, I guess. But yeah, that's the anime Star Wars that you might be looking for. I know, I know that's not what you meant when you were describing like, oh, Star Wars needs an anime moment. But yeah, I I, I, I mean. think they're gonna, I think they're gonna definitely do it with Darth Vader. You know, Darth Vader had his anime moments, and it's probably gonna come back. It's dope though. Those anime moments are dope. They, I want it in the big live action. Because, like, in the Clone Wars, they did it with Anakin, where he basically took on a whole... Was taking on a whole army by himself. Yeah. And they're dope. Because I feel like movies, they really... They do a poor job, like, hyping up. When they hype up a character, but they do a poor job showing off that character. 
Like the hope, especially when they try to get you to fear, like saying this is the most feared warrior type thing, and then you literally don't have a scene where you literally see them be the most feared warrior. Mm. It's like um, I forgot there, that one scene in Spider-Man. I know you didn't like that Spider-Man in Homecoming, where they mentioned instant death mode, insta kill something like that in the spider suit, and you never. And then Endgames, they showed it. It was only hype because we knew it was there. We just wanted to know what it looked like. And then you just see it and it's just... Kill. It doesn't even matter if, like... It doesn't matter, really. It's just one of those things that if you're going to mention it... Why mention it if you're never going to show any results? You know? It's like saying, hey, Darth Vader could take off a whole army by himself. And then you never show him taking on more than one person at a time. Mm. Uh, you know. Okay. So you, you want, like, that Thanos moment... Where it's like, yeah. dang, he actually won in the end of the movie, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, at least, like at least you know why he's called the Mad Titan. You know why he's like, able oh. to dominate all these. He's not just oh, he's just a guy in a chair. No, you know, this is why things fear him. Like, yeah, that was Darth a pretty Vader, iconic moment. Yeah, strongest in the Force, only uses his Force to just choke people. Like yeah, I, that's not I need Darth Vader to get a dub in this film. He can't that's get an L. He's not allowed he to. Has to. It, especially since this is like supposed to be young Darth Vader, right? Isn't it said squad just said in the past, so it has to be young Darth Vader. Yeah. So that means Darth Vader are his prime. Even though, yeah, this suit is supposed to be debilitizing. But if you see like the Legends comic, young Darth Vader, even though it's like a handicap with that suit, he could still mess things up. He could flood whole cities. Mm. It's dope. It's okay. dope. I'm excited for that film. I'm excited for that. Uh, we're going to get an Ahsoka film. Uh, oh, I want that. And I believe it's played by Rosario Dawson. I've seen her in The Mandalorian. Her costume looks great. I love her character. She's probably going to be dope. I'm definitely going to watch it. <laughs> for sure, for I sure. I want to watch this. Mm. Ahsoka is that one character that at one point was hated when she first was released. Because, like, Anakin doesn't have a Padawan. And then, like, that first, when they did the Clone Wars, like, oh, that's terrible. We all hate her. And then... After that, like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. And then by the end of the series, they were like, I, I want they every time they had her fight, they had her fight Darth Vader at one point, and like no one was even mad the fact that she was holding her own. Typically, when someone holds their own against Darth Vader, they people get mad. No, no one was bad. They actually might even be wanting her to win. They knew she wasn't, but they want her to win. Character that started off being hated. And now they have a film for her, and no one's mad. I need it. And exactly, I want this film. I want to see Ahsoka at her baddest. We already know she's a badass. She's the great Jedi. She is the balance between the four. She is the chosen one. My eyes. I need it. The unofficial chosen one. We sent oh, for needs. Ahsoka. No, I'm just playing. I, I'm, oh, I sent for Ahsoka. <laughs> so like, I just playing what? No, I sent for Ahsoka. She was dope. She's dope. She also she she does something that normally Sith do, which you know, dual lightsaber. Yep. Yep. But, yeah. but she, she ain't doing it fight. just because, you know, she's lacking. Like, she's doing it no, because she can do it. <laughs> yeah, that's her, that's her fighting style. Yeah. She's not she, doing it just to, like, show how big her dick is. <laughs> she's able to purify Sith lightsabers. That's why hers are, like, white. Yeah. Purified lightsabers. I feel that. I feel that. Mm. I'm like, bro, that's dope. All right. So the next one is, I think, a new series called The Rangers of the New Republic. We're just going to be uh, set into a similar timeline as The Mandalorian. So I guess we're going to expect these two uh, series to kind of collide with one another um, eventually. Um, 
and I don't know what I really expect from this to be honest but I would like shows to collide with one another hopefully they they do a great job with this one I didn't really like how see uh, how do you say it um when they did green arrow and then they crossed it over with like everybody mm-hmm. else I didn't really like it to be honest but hopefully the Rangers of the New awkward. Republic yeah I hope this one would actually work out and it'll be something that I'm invested in so I'm looking forward to that um next one we're gonna have Andor uh I don't it's gonna be released in like 2022 so it's gonna be a while but they did show some of the production settings and some of the cast members I don't have an opinion on Lando Calrissian but you know I'm not necessarily sure what Andor is gonna be about in general do you know just thinking do you think rosario dawson is gonna hit the gym uh, ahsoka fights very yoda flippy around i'm right. sure she's gonna have like a uh stunt, stunt double, double. Yeah. you know what i'm saying but yeah, um the andor i'm like eh, i'm not really yeah because she already looks you know fit enough like she looks fine as hell she's fine like she doesn't really need to be able to de- do these flips she can just get a stunt double in my opinion, in my opinion, it would be nice mm-hmm. if she did her own stunts, but I could care less. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I just want to see cool fights. Of course, you'll probably see that. Um, the next one is the Bad Batch, which is slated to release in 2021. This is gonna be an animated series that kind of takes place um, post Clone War era, and I think the Bad Batch, I guess, is a group of um, you know experimental like elites that were created by the by the Empire correct me if i'm wrong it's 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 because you know all the clones were clones right yeah and they had to stretch the dna and sometimes like there's certain parts of it that it's just doesn't end up like with the perfect clones yeah but doesn't mean they're not soldiers it just means they're probably not going to work the same as like or as cooperative where everybody else since you know they have like slightly different issues Mm. so the bad batch is just basically some of these defected clones they're still good yeah. For example, the only defect about them is like typically they don't like working as a team, or sometimes they're a little bit more aggressive and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. You know. And um. So I guess these group of like elite mercenaries yep. are trying to find like a new life post Clone War era. So I guess that'll be interesting. I might check it out, mm-hmm. but I don't know yet. They're basically Mandalorians if you really think about it. Yeah. So. I guess the last one that I have to cover is like the other Lucasfilm movies that are coming out. There's gonna be Indiana Jones again, uh, and there's this movie called Willow. I don't have any opinion on either. I didn't really research much of them, but they're coming out for those of you who care. There you yeah. go. If you care, yep. I'll yeah. Those. All right. So for the last 15 minutes of this podcast, because I think, I think that's I gonna be it. the sweet spot. <laughs> for this episode because <laughs> it's been an hour and 15 minutes so I guess another 15 minutes will be fine alright so we're gonna end it off by backtracking on my opinion on Cyberpunk 2077 because I was giving it yes. a lot of praise during the last podcast hold up hold up hold up here's the thing here's the thing I, I'm not gonna really trash on this game I'm just gonna wait until I play it for myself <laughs> But like I'm gonna acknowledge all the. Position. Wait, sorry. I feel like we switched positions. Cause remember when we first uh, talked. I about didn't. Wait, hold up! Like, I didn't even tell you my position yet. Let me actually just finish. I guess. No. Okay. No, I was just gonna say because I feel like you're you're 
I'm starting to like appreciate the game more, and you're starting to like, yeah, maybe this is not the. No, 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 no. I still appreciate the game, but I'm trying to be as neutral as I can because there are some, I guess, practices yeah. with uh, cyber, well, you know, City Project Red that I don't necessarily co-sign, and some yeah. of the actions that they've been taking uh, with the public, I don't, um, I don't want to say that I don't co-sign, but I'm not. I'm kind of iffy about it too, as well. You know, stuff like that. I still really want to play the game. Um, I've heard. Uh, some of my um, favorite content creators say that they had a good time with it. That they actually like some people. I think cried at the ending, and you know what I'm saying. So that that kind of bodes well. But people be crying all the time in so many video games. So maybe that's not really a a thing that I should really um, take in seriously. But you know, like the fact that i hear that half of the internet is kind of saying that this game sucks and the other half are enjoying it i'm gonna keep a neutral position that's all i'm saying you know i'm not negative about cyberpunk yet i'm just being neutral that's all but what were you gonna say i'm going to say i'm i feel like cd project red i'm not gonna say abandoned the previous gen versions but I'm just saying at least because games and launches they're always going to have like a few bugs like crashing bugs like that's a normal thing but if they keep trying so hard to fix the the problem like because remember the biggest problem it's facing right now is for the previous gen because still like I said current gen is facing problems but they're not as great so one two things are going to happen either they're going to try to focus so much on trying to fix the previous gen issues that the current gen is still going to stay broken so much longer that they're going to start losing fans and by the time they fix the previous gen no one's going to want to play the game so depends because Witcher 3 did not like Witcher 3 did not get a good launch because it was really buggy Yeah. but eventually when everything got patched and it's fixed it became like the game of the century that's what I'm saying so I feel like first they should try to fix the things for the current gen because I feel like that's that's an easier fix because like I said you just gotta fix some little few little crashes because like the previous gen issues that's some very hard fixes because a lot of them is limit hardware limitations with those fixes so that's that's gonna be uh, that's way that's gonna take way longer because how are you gonna keep your games looking as pretty as possible in the previous gen that's gonna take longer but you also okay. kind of have to consider the fact that you know they could have just abandoned the previous generation instead of um instead of trying or at least yeah. like publicly state before people pre-order the game that your game is not ready for PS4 or Xbox One. You could have just at least publicly stated that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Wait a little longer to release that version. I could also or work. just abandon it, bro. Like that's come what I'm on. saying. They could have just. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, they're focusing too much on that previous gen. Yeah, that's what's tanking their reviews. But at the same time, it's like, you don't want your current gen to also hate it. You want, you know, you want your current gen to love it, learn to appreciate it. And then the previous gen start working. You know, that's that's when you start working in the background after your current gen is already good. I understand that. You want to cater to a, a diverse amount of people so that you can yeah. get the success back. They did, they did make back the money that they put into this game, I'm pretty sure. I read some news articles that they've already, you know, went positive as far as the earnings up. Uh, when it comes to like themselves probably already almost put them on positive. Yeah, for sure. Right. But um, 
it's a big risk in my opinion because like they're trying to I guess they wanted to cater to like everybody to a mm-hmm. point where they couldn't really manage it it's, a, it's just too much for them which sucks but they're they're just not ready in this big of a scope kind of kind of deal you know they probably should have just like taken it a, a few pegs down just you know hopefully in their next game whatever it's gonna be Witcher 4 they're not necessarily gonna have the same issues that they had with the previous titles like their Witcher 3 issue with the fact that they still crunch and the fact that they still release a game that's still bugged out they have mm-hmm. to fix that they can't they can't get a third strike because they're they <laughs> dang they are they went from like one of the greatest developers of all time to literally like they're just there <laughs> oh, but like if you, if you think about it man if, if you really think about it right? even though their release is not the best doesn't mean that it's bad it just means uh, you, you buy the game now you're, you're still gonna have a good game and like you know you're still gonna have a good game it's just gonna be way better a few months later and you're still probably gonna enjoy it by then yeah because you said nah, not just they just dropped you just there nah it's still good it's still really good it's just the releases need improvement. That's what they gotta work on. Yeah. Um. It's still a good game though. It's a good game. Yeah. So let me just read some of the articles that I found about Cyberpunk recently. The the first one that I'm most interested in is gonna be a video that was actually released by David Jeff again, and he was kind of just addressing the issue when it comes to just crunching, not just in the video game industry but also just in business in general, right? And his perspective was generally like you have to understand that cyberpunk 2077 is one of the biggest games to ever come out in the you know gaming history period right it's a triple a like everybody wants it it's so much there's so much hype that's coming into this game that you cannot just expect for cd project red to not crunch on it's that big of a game like it's in the big leagues right like you have to understand that when coming into work it like when you're coming into work for a company like CG Project Red you have to understand that like crunch comes in as like an expectation it's not something that you can just get like you can you can get rid of it but I guess when you're trying to compete with you know like I said the big leaks it like you shouldn't really get mad at crunch in a way it's like oh, obviously voice out your concerns and try to you know mm-hmm try to better the whatever you know managerial systems that you currently have but at the same time like you can't get outraged by the fact that oh a big million dollar game is getting crunch and stuff like that so just keep an open mind i guess and be a little bit more mindful about which companies that you want to work for because there's some really good indie developers you know companies that don't crunch that hard and they make amazing games right consider those companies instead of actually going for the bigger studios that aim to be like the very very best i guess that's just something to like keep in mind you know that's all it gave me a really new perspective because i know that i like to overthink and just overwork myself just so i can like bring out the best product or you know best product or whatever it is that i want to make uh but in the future i'm definitely gonna be considering you know keeping a good balance with what i can realistically do and what i can potentially do like i need to just 
be able to see that in a very um how do you say it like i can't be i can't just be very very um entitled thinking that i can just do a very very great project like an amazing project and not expect myself to like lose sleep or get stressed out and stuff like that like it comes it comes with like the sacrifice comes with like making greatness essentially yep so that's one thing i still don't want crunch but it is a perspective that people need to have more so that they'll stop being like like they'll stop complaining about all these like companies like rocksteady and you know uh cd project red like crunching their employees it comes with the comes with the thing pretty much uh if you want things to be released at a specific time yeah like just don't work for cd project basically (laughs) no i'm just playing (laughs) i hope just make a game by yourself with you and your friends yeah don't go fine don't worry or like CG Project Red, you can just chill a little bit, you know. You made a great game. I understand that standards are high, but um, you know, if your employees and your company is not really ready to sell a game of this magnitude, just don't do it. Like it's fine, you know. Like it's fine. It's, it's, Work it's, up to it. It's a little bit of the fan base's fault as well, because like anytime there's a delay, we start freaking out. A delay is always terrible for sure. That's what I'm and, saying. But if the only way to prevent crunch is by delaying and so it's either crunch and that release might not be the best but it will be a release or delay and now your fa- your fan base is now freaking out so or just, or just make sure you just work that's Again, what I'm saying. i don't, don't want to act like i know everything but just working your way up to that standard would be a good thing i think cd project red maybe took a took too many steps forward more than oh, that can they, handle. They started too high. Because, no, they were already at an amazing point. They have That's a very talented group of developers. Um, it's just that this is a little bit too high for their, their aiming, standards. Their aim is a little bit above their limits. That's all. You know? That's all. But hey, sometimes you won't necessarily know your limits until you reach them. So I guess hopefully this is gonna be like um, a big lesson for CD Projekt Red, and they're gonna and they're gonna come back for this stronger with the next title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So other uh, CD Projekt Red news. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. So CD Projekt Red, when it comes to just like backtracking in the, uh, how do you say it? So they've been trying to gain back the love of the people in a way <laughs> with the with the terrible release that they had with uh, Cyberpunk 2077 2077 right and it's actually kind of backfiring in a way so one of the articles that I read and let me pull it up right now essentially CD Projekt Red kind of just tied down uh, the developers like paycheck advances with the um the publisher reviews that cyberpunk 2077 gets so essentially if you don't get like a nine and i guess whatever you know major reviewer sites are that are there like metacritic like if you don't get a nine on metacritic you're not gonna get your advances at all but they decided to not do this after the buggy release because i guess you know they i think it was gonna be a public outbreak if if you know if they didn't pay their developers what they deserved even though the game did not really 
get the review scores that it needed or that they wanted or something like that um i don't necessarily know how i'm like i know i'm not putting this together like quite well but people did not like the fact that cd project red even tied you know paycheck advances to review scores because that's um yeah no (laughs) yeah no which is understandable i gotta do the pay yeah um because I don't know when it comes to review scores it's really really hard to gauge anyway it's very subjective no matter how professional of a reviewer company you are i guess it's just one perspective at the end of the day you know? all you gotta do is remember this the room started off terrible and i feel as time passes by more people love it yeah more think about that sometimes games might have a bad start and the, the reviews might be terrible but with time, they get better. Example, No Man's Sky. Worst game of all time when it got released. Now it's a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know? yeah, you could take a lesson from No Man's Sky. Instead of just trying to um, communicate with the public about how sorry they are about, you know, the bugs and fixes. Just yeah. they, they were honest. Like, hey, we just, made a terrible game. You know, just go back to the drawing board it. and, you know, just, just go fix it. Fix your fix yeah. yeah. I take a little bit they're probably time, already but... doing that for sure they're probably already yeah. doing that um but yeah for when it comes to reviews i mean it's everybody's responsibility to check out as many reviews as they can even if it's not from a professional reviewer it could just be like a rando and like youtube that's given out his or her own thoughts on the game that's still valuable information you know it gauges like a bigger a bigger sample data is basically what you need when it comes to checking out reviews so like i don't even know why you would type advances to like that's what i'm saying that makes no who sense. cares it's one it's one it's one reviewer who cares <laughs> mathematically you can make a game that's supposed to be loved by everyone people still will hate it yeah it's fine yeah. you shouldn't really care like the quality of the game and your paycheck advances like tied together it's weird like it's so subjective it's tied to something that's so subjective like you can't even guarantee that no matter what like what you can't even put a math on that <laughs> There will always be someone who doesn't like a certain thing. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, hopefully this type of practice is not necessarily going to be done in future games. It's kind of weird. Like, come on, dog. Don't do this. Um, how do you say it? Maybe they can do it for sales. Like, sales is very, like, you, like, how do you say it? sales is a it's a very objective like piece of data you know what i'm saying you can do that if it reaches these sales then yeah you can get your paycheck advance that's a lot that's a lot better in my opinion because reviews like i said reviews just could be all over the place you could have something to sell a lot but have trouble with the reviews even though a lot of people who play it love like playing the game yeah um you shouldn't really tie the money to like something so subjective it's weird um Oh, yeah. Even in movies, if you look at Rotten Tomato scores, uh, some memo, some some movies are like loved by everyone, but the Rotten Tomato scores are not that good. Mm. Some people, some movies Rotten Tomato scores are amazing, but everyone hates them. Mm. Oh. Yeah. All right. So, in other news about CD Projekt Red, I think everybody is already starting to get refunds off of this game. Um. Well, I don't know if you... it's a little early for that. Maybe for like early. the previous gen version, yeah, but like. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, every I think CD Projekt Red is definitely accepting refunds uh, for the previous consoles for sure, for sure. Um, I think people who bought it off of Steam has a more difficult time because, like I said, for people who are, who are not aware, if you buy it off of Steam, you only have two hours to play it before you return it. If you played more than two hours, you're most likely not going to win uh, that request. They're not going to charge you that refund. So just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, the refunds, it's, it's really heartbreaking to hear. But yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 is is getting all the getting all the refund uh, controversies right now. So that sucks. Here's the thing, right? If you bought it for Steam and you want to get a refund, what's the point? You're gonna get an update where your game is gonna work way better than before, anyways. Mm. The only if only the only people that this really really is gonna suck for is for previous gen because there's I don't see a way for them fixing that. It kind of that makes sense. But like, nah. if you're on Steam, like, oh, my game crashed. I'm like, yeah, but that's in, in a patch or two. That's probably gonna be gone, so it doesn't even matter. Mm, yeah, I'm probably gonna wait till the patches are done, and then I'll play it. I don't know when that'll yeah. be. It could be next year, but I still want to play it. I, I don't sure. think it's gonna be that long, but <laughs> I don't know. Remember, we're PC, so the only patch they gotta fix is the crashing issue mainly, pretty much, and then the, a few little bugs along the way. Yeah. Bugs we'll aren't see. always too bad. Sometimes they can make things more entertaining. We'll see. We'll see. Like that that one yeah. swing set in GTA 4. Mm, okay. You know what I'm talking about, right? Um, I never really... Um, I don't think so. Wait, wait, wait. Repeat that? There's a swing set in GTA 4. That if... I think if you walk up to it this, a certain way, it literally launches you like a miles across the map. Oh, sure. But I, you can keep it's that bug. Fine. That's what that I'm saying. bug is funny as hell. You can keep that bug. <laughs> like I've seen some clips uh, of people playing Cyberpunk 2077, and they get this bug where it's like, oh, it, like Hulk literally just threw a car and directed it at you. Yeah. Really random occurrence. It happens it's all the cool. time for everybody. But it's funny as hell. You <laughs> can keep that. You don't fix that. that. Keep that shit. That's amazing. <laughs> but like falling off the map or getting stuck on the map, you can you can take they, that out. You can take yeah. that out. That's not funny. You can take that out. Yeah, just keep like, the funny bugs. That's fine. Like, make instead of a bug, make it into a feature. Turns out some people's <laughs> augmentations... That's a feature. Like, some people's augmentations flipped out and by mistake they use too much strength. That's the reason. Mm. So make, give it, a, like, a lore reason as to why that happened. Just All right. make it funny. All right. Dang. Um, but I guess that sums up um, our thoughts about Cyberpunk. Uh, just to, like, summarize... For the people who are working in the game industry or anybody that like wants to work really really hard uh to make something amazing mm-hmm. uh i guess respect your you know your recovery time like the, the amount of talent you have may not necessarily equal like your physical abilities in a way you know it may not like your like yourself your body how it handles like stress or how it handles long work hours it has to catch up to that yeah. Your your aspirations has to be equal to basically, you know, how how well you take care of your body. They have to be equal and equal. I don't know why I said that, but that's just like an idea and a lesson that I kind of just got out of when it comes to just crunch in the gaming industry or just in business in general. So I guess right before we end the podcast, do you have anything else that you want to say before we actually wrap it up? So Crimson Desert, right? I That's want it. 
No, I don't want. say it. <laughs> you already said it. You I'm spent, you spent five hours on this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. What? But say you it. know what I want. Just say it. Give me the dragons. All right. A bunch of dragons. I want them. All right. I wasn't like I was cool with it. I, I thought that the game looked beautiful, and then once I saw the dragons, I was just like, I want it. Yeah. Mm. All right. Also, Elden Ring, please get released. I want to. I want to play you. <laughs> You're gonna be part of the problem. You're gonna be released yeah. buggy as hell because oh. of you, because of people no, because like of you. Me, <laughs> no, but like the Dark Souls community, like I said, we're the From Software fanboys already. Like, yeah, this game is not gonna go released, but if it does, if it does though. Mm. Miyazaki, give it. Come on, Mio. All right. I'm not ever saying that again. Don't say it. All right. So as far as my closing statement, um, I guess I can't wait to to try out Scavengers. I'm definitely gonna try it. Maybe after this podcast. I'm not sure. Are you down to try uh, it this podcast? Okay, we might try it after this podcast and give our thoughts on it. So yeah, I'm excited for that. I might start streaming Mass Effect Two as well. And um, I mentioned this in our like Discord chat. But I've been really liking editing now. I'm, I'm starting to just get into the flow of it. I'm enjoying making these thumbnails. And also, I've optimized uh, the editing software that I use, which is DaVinci Resolve. I, I, I'm starting to learn more about how to just make it work faster so that I can so I can just get the edits that I want. So it's starting to be fun. It sucked that when I actually tried to upload a video on YouTube, I had to be verified. I, I had to be verified or else I can't upload an hour long video it can only be That's... a maximum of 15 minutes why so that sucks <laughs> but it is what it is like i guess i just have to link everybody else to the to spotify or apple so that they can actually listen to the entire podcast but yeah the podcast is probably gonna be split into like 15 minute segments or whatever so it is what it is maybe until Ooh. we get verified so i guess we'll work up to that um one final thought though what's up last thought of the day so, with the Master Chief into Fortnite thing, all I'm saying is watch Red versus Blue. Red versus Blue is a fun thing. I love it. And I, just seeing them there, I was like, fuck Fortnite. I want to see Red versus Blue. <laughs> Give me more Red versus Blue. I was just like, I want new seasons. I want new everything. I want Red versus Blue. I don't care if it has to be a different game. I want it. I need it. Oh, you actually reminded me. So, one of the podcasts that I like listening to is um, The Gaming Illuminati by the Black Okage. He actually interviewed the developers uh, that animated Red vs. Blue. Um, it's actually kind of inspiring to like hear the story because um, the animator for that uh, show um, kind of just started off on his own. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't actually go to college for this. He just basically just went to his like local library, I think, and or whatever whatever um however you access like a pc he essentially just learned it on his own you know which is which is something that you can do these days like you don't really need college for everything you can just learn everything in the internet so that was pretty inspiring to hear um but yeah i might check out red versus blue for sure all right i want to rewatch it now i love red versus blue and then in death battle they had um Two of the characters in Red versus Blue as one of their death battles, and I love that because I'm like, yeah, that does make sense. Mm. I, I, I didn't even disagree. I was just thought it was cool. All right, but anyways, it's been an hour and forty minutes, technically two hours and for forty minutes for this entire two. episode. I need to go to the freaking bathroom. So I wish everybody the best. Hopefully, yes. you guys 
actually start taking reviews seriously and maybe give Cyberpunk Less. 2077 some time. You know what I'm saying? I it's will. probably going to be a good game eventually. Eventually. I know that's not a standard that we want to strive for when it comes to the game industry, but just, just give Cyberpunk some time. CD Projekt Red are good people. Actually, Damn. let me not suck off the company. They've done some good things. They've done some bad things, but overall, they're fine right now. <laughs> also, we got to also take, learn to take our responsibility for the fact that we keep overhyping, putting so much pressure on these people. They're just working, trying to give us a good product, and we just put so much pressure on them, trying to feel, make them feel like they're forced to overwork themselves for us. And yet, we, the moment we see like some... Like, oh, it's a good game, but like, oh, it has this error. Like, yeah, we point out the error, but we don't point out how much effort and how much love was placed on this game. Remember, appreciate what you got. You hate when your boss tells you to try to stay extra and stuff like that, yet you're trying to force them to slave themselves away just so you could get a little bit of entertainment for like at least an hour or two. Mm. Think about it. Yeah, and since we're talking, all the independent artists out there don't sign to a fucking company. Yeah, <laughs> all these the evil ass companies. All these they evil don't even want us to listen bro. to music no more. They don't even want us to say simp no more. Fuck you know, them. it's an insult. Yeah, fuck all of them. <laughs> all right. That's the episode. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. Peace.